God has plans to prosper you, give you hope and a future too. So let me remind you of what you have the power to do. You can win, live your dreams, reach your goals, be happy, you can make it. Get motivated with Cassandra listening to the Cassandra Mac podcast where we maximize success and de-stress from the mess all through a biblical lens. Make sure to hang out until the end. I have a special prayer that I'm going to pray just for you. When you have a moment, stop by the website CassandraMacMinistries.com. Check out our books, inspirational monks, hoodies, and t-shirts all designed to inspire you to live your blessed life. So happy birthday. If this is your birthday month, happy birthday to all of the September babies. Shout out to those of you who are listening from all around the world. What city, what state, what country? How are you connected to Cassandra Mac Ministries? So today's podcast is being sponsored by our unsubscribe from negativity collection. And it comes in a beautiful mug, a nice fluffy warm hoodie, and an awesome t-shirt. You can check out our merch at CassandraMacMerch.com, which is sold through Teespring. So on today's episode, we are continuing our discussion. This is part three on nine signs of a toxic friend and how it affects your mental health. If you missed parts one and two, make sure to listen to parts one and two so that you have signs one through six. Let's dive right in. Sign number seven of a toxic friendship and how it affects your mental health. You were never quite sure where you stand with them. Have you ever had a friend or you've been part of a friend group where you feel like an outsider in your own uh, friend group? You're never really quite sure where you stand with them. One moment, they have you feeling like you are BFFs. And the next moment, it's like they barely know you. And when you have a friend who you're not quite sure where you stand with them because they are inconsistent. They, they they run hot and cold. So one day they're warm, they're friendly. Hey, how are you? And the next day it's like they barely know you. And this affects our mental health because friendships are supposed to create a sense of safety. A true friendship is a support system. It's part of your social support system. And so how can you feel supported if you never quite know where you stand? If, if a person runs hot and cold, it's going to be difficult to know, like, are we friends? Are we acquaintances? Do you not like me at all? Like sometimes you walk past me as if you don't even know me. And we hear stories like this, especially in high school, where a particular student thinks that they have a friend group and sometimes the friend group wants to hang out and sometimes the friend group barely acknowledges them. And know that when you spend a lot of time around a friend group who treats you like you are an afterthought, like you are an outsider among the group, it is going to be difficult to build a solid connection 
with uh, the members of that group. It's going to be difficult to have a solid friendship. And so keep that in mind that that is going to affect your mental health long term. Sign number eight. They constantly ask you to lie for them. So this is a big one. Some people confuse loyalty with you are supposed to do anything that a friend asks. And the thing about every human being is you have your own values, your own beliefs, your own standards. And if you have a friend who keeps trying to persuade and pressure you to go against the standards that feel right for you when they want you to constantly lie for them, right? That is a sign of a toxic friendship because they are trying to persuade you to go against your own integrity, to go against the things that you value. And so this could be a friend who maybe they are uh, stepping out in a relationship and they want you to constantly lie for them. Well, say that I was with you. Uh, uh, I'm going to call them right now and I'm going to say we're going so-and-so. And the thing about that, and I know that this is hard, right? Because a lot of people tend to think that, you know, to be a friend means that you have to constantly lie and cover somebody's tracks. But the thing about that is when you are going against what you believe is the right thing to do, and maybe the right thing to do is just not to get involved at all, like to say, don't use me to lie. Like, I don't want to be involved in your shenanigans. Now, I'm not going to go behind your back and tell on you because that is not my place. It is your relationship and you need to be honest if it's not working for you. You need to be honest if this is not the person who you really want to be, who you really want to be with. That is not my decision to make for you. But at the same token, don't involve me in your plotting and your scheming. And so when you have someone who wants you to constantly lie for you, that can take a toll on your integrity, putting you in a situation where you start to feel guilty, right? And so this is what it says in 1 Corinthians 15.33. It says, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. So you can start with a standard. You can start with values. And if you have somebody who is a bad company, so to speak, they can actually corrupt your character. And I want to be clear, nobody's perfect. We all fall short of the glory. Everybody's got a chapter in their lives that they don't read aloud. Everybody's got some difficulties that they are working through and asking God to give them the grace to get through. But what I'm saying is that when somebody is working out whatever it is that they need to work out, that's between them and God. That is their journey. You don't need to be involved, especially getting in the mix of lying. And so someone who's constantly asking to lie for you, because what happens to lie for them? What happens when the person confronts you and says, oh, I thought they were with you. Now what happens is it hurts your credibility. And again, you don't need to get involved because that's their situation. You can encourage your friend to be honest with the person and let them know, well, you know what? Maybe you're not my person, however they would speak. But at the same token, you know, if, if you are trying to live for God, and this is where you're going to have to make some hard choices. If you are trying to live righteously, I didn't say perfect because we're not perfect. We have perfecting faith, but we all fall short of the glory. Then you got to make some hard choices. Number nine, this is a big one. That's why I saved it for last. They ghost you when you need them the most. They are nowhere to be found. And so maybe you were going through an illness and you are really scared. 
And although we know that the Bible talks about fear not, do not be anxious, the reality is as human beings, when we face challenges, we will experience a myriad of emotions. And sometimes you just need a friend to hold your hand. Sometimes you just need a friend to pray with you. Sometimes you need a friend, even if they don't know what to say, just their presence, because sometimes we don't know what to say when a person is really going through it. We don't have the exact words to say, but a person will remember your presence. So you might not know what to say, but you might say, you know what, I'm going to come over and fix a sandwich. I'm going to come over and just sit with you. Sometimes that's all you can do when there are no words to say, but your presence, even if you don't have the words to say, sends a clear message that you care about the person. So when you have friends who ghost you when you need them the most, and particularly if this is a friend who you have always been there for, so you also have to weigh that in because we can't uh, expect to draw a harvest from a place where we never sow a seed. And so if you are the type of friend who is constantly taken, 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 but you never give, then that's one thing. But if you know that you have been there for a particular friend and you have been there for their difficult times, you have rejoiced when they rejoice the good times, but you've also been there to mourn when they mourn. But when you were going through it, they're, on, they're nowhere to be found. They don't even have 10 minutes to talk on the telephone just to kind of reassure you, to pray with you, or just to hear you, you know, to hear you out in terms of having a safe place to just kind of work through whatever it is you're going through, right? That is going to affect your mental health in terms of you're not going to feel supported. How can you feel supported if a friendship is one-sided? How can you feel supported in your most troubling times if the person who you have always been there for is nowhere to be found? And so these are a couple of signs of a toxic friendship. And then these are some of the ways that it affects us mentally. And here's what Proverbs 18 and 24 says. It says, one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. That friend is Jesus, sticks closer than a brother. And so when we have unreliable friends, it's easy to come to ruin, right? And no friend is going to be perfect because no human being can meet all of our needs. That empty space is a need that we get fulfilled by God. No human being can be all things to us, but we do have certain expectations of friendship, the expectation of care, concern, and consideration. And so when those expectations are not being met, it may be time to reassess your friendships. And you may have a time in your life, and you hear me talk about this a lot, where you have a season of solitude, where it seems like there's nobody that you can call. You're like, where did all my friends go? I had so many friends when I was in elementary school or when I was in high school or college. Where did they all go? And so there might be a season of solitude where the phone calls are not coming in, the invitations are not coming in, where you really don't feel like you have any friends. Know that you are not alone in that experience. When we read the stories of many great men and women in the Bible, they had seasons of solitude. And that is where God poured into them tremendously for their next, whatever their next thing was, their next assignment that they were going to do. And so sometimes as God is building our character, as he is strengthening us, as he is building our faith, as he is growing us in the fruit of the spirit, 
there may be a time where we are going through a season of solitude and I have went through a long season of solitude. So I say that so that if you were in a season of solitude, you don't begin to believe that you are lacking, that there is something wrong with you. There is nothing wrong with you if you were in a space where you don't have friends. Oftentimes, God is growing you for your next and he needs your full attention. Never forget that Moses went up to the mountaintop by himself and came down with the Ten Commandments. And so I use that as an analogy to say that there are going to be times in your life where you are going to have seasons of solitude. And oftentimes when God wants to give us a mountaintop experience and a mountaintop experience, metaphorically, means when he wants to give us an elevated view. Think about when you climb a mountain. When you climb a mountain, there are two things that happen that I'm going to highlight. Number one, you have an elevated view of what's possible. Because when you're at the top of the mountain, there are things that you can see that you can't see when you're at the bottom of the mountain trying to climb up there. You have a elevated view. Not only do you have an elevated view, you have a panoramic view. You have a fuller picture. And so when God wants to give you both an elevated view, a view in terms of how God sees it, a view through the lens of your Christ mind, when God wants to give you an elevated view through the lens of your renewed mind, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, when God wants to not only give you an elevated view, but also a panoramic view, an all-encompassing view, right? That happens at the mountaintop when you're by yourself. And so do not confuse being alone with loneliness. Being alone is the absence of people. Loneliness is the absence of purpose. And so as God is pouring into you for your purpose, you might have a season where you're walking alone. And that season could be months, even years. So I hope that this is helpful for those of you who may have been struggling in this area. I have went through this myself, and so this is why I share it with you so that you know that you are not alone. Because in the life of a believer, as you are doing things for the kingdom, as you are doing things for God, God has to grow us. There are things that God has to prune away. There might be character traits that you didn't realize you had. It could be clinginess, overly neediness, people-pleasing, jumping through hoops for people who don't respect you, not setting boundaries. And those are things that have to be pruned away because of the purpose and the assignment that God has on your life, the anointing that God has on your life. There are new things, new mercies, new blessings for you, new places for you. And that's going to require growth. And so with that being said, if you want to dive deeper into these topics, I would encourage you to become a member of the Cassandra Mack YouTube channel. If you are not a member, what are you waiting for? If you are a member at the second tier or higher, you'll be able to be part of the Wednesday Wellness Club. The Wednesday Wellness Club, we meet the first and third Wednesday of every month, and we focus on mental health, mental resilience, self-care, personal development, all through a biblical framework. You also get an opportunity to be part of the online book club. The online book club is where we do deep dives into my authored books and you will have an amazing time. And thirdly, you get a chance to uh, get the replays of Church by Phone. So of course, Church by Phone live on Sundays is always open to the public. It is free and open to the public. But sometimes you want the replays to be able 
to go over the topic over and over again and to study it. And so you have access to that if you are a third tier member, I'm sorry, a second tier member of the Cassandra Mac YouTube channel. So the way to find out more about membership is you can go to the YouTube channel. You'll see the link in the description box. You can click on that link and you will see that there are three levels of membership and you can select the membership that's right for you. If you are not yet ready or able to be a member, please continue to enjoy the free podcast. There are many free vehicles that I have for you, such as the podcast and the free videos that are available to the general public on YouTube. So please continue to enjoy those things. If our ministry has been a blessing to you, please consider giving a financial offering. Every bit helps. I want to say a big thank you to those of you who faithfully sow into this ministry. We could not do what we do without your generosity and your consistent financial support. We ask that you please share the videos, share them with a friend, share these videos with people who you know need to hear this message. Share, share, share. When you see the books and If you read one of my books and you got some tools out of the book, leave a review on Amazon, a detailed review talking about what you got out of the book, because that is another way that we do ministry through the tools in the books. And so with that being said, let's make sure that we close out with a prayer. Dear Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. We thank you of what a friend we have in Jesus. We thank you. We ask, Father God, that you direct us to iron sharpeners so that we can find iron sharpeners because your word says in Proverbs 27 and 17, as iron sharpens iron, so a man should sharpen the countenance of his friend. And we want to be able to sharpen people and have people sharpen us. So we ask, Father God, that you give us wisdom pointing us in the direction of people who we can sharpen and who can sharpen us. Help us, Father God, to have a friend in Jesus. We know we already have a friend in Jesus, but help us to remember that during the times where we feel alone, rejected, isolated, like we don't have any friends. Help us to move from just wanting friends to having purpose partners, people who we can walk in purpose and in destiny with. We thank you. We thank you for the gift of life. We thank you that there are brand new mercies every day. And we seal this prayer in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Be blessed and let's do our best to be a blessing wherever we go.